Uh, distinguished listeners, it's been, what can I say? It's been such a great um, period. Um, there's been all kinds happening to different people. And right now, you know, you want to ask yourself, where do I sit and where am I going? Uh, we've been looking at the subject, making life count, as our theme for the month. And on Tuesday, you know, we took it on a a certain pedestal where I brought out live lessons from the Bible and also had, you know, the principles there and how we're going to relate with certain situations to learn from it, how the, the little foxes that can spoil the vine when we know that our blessings are hidden in what I called cryptic clues, cryptic clues, being nice to a man, being nice to a woman, being nice to a human being, that person could just be the clue to your breakthrough, to your next line of blessings that God has actually packaged on the way. It never comes so obvious because that's why it's cryptic. It is hidden. It is secret. And so we talked about that and had varied examples. And I hope you found that very useful. Today, I want to set the stage um, by, you know, again, looking at back in the day, my notes, um, uh, all the books I read sometimes, I, I, put, I put some of them, I put the notes down and I come to share the pointers. And sometimes I do carry the books into the studio myself because of the highlights I must have. You know, I don't know if you, if you probably read like me, sometimes just carry some highlighter you on on the line and when you on the line it's for emphasis it's just to draw attention to it and when you do that it also helps you reflect when you get back there what are the salient points or the lessons from it and i'm back to the same reference point um when i the the present i got from my good aburus uh Sheung, Maywa, and uh and bumi fabode they gave this present to me a book around um i think it was a new year last year and since then i've been you know trying my very best to refer to it because it's all about life principles and principles and so today i'm going to lean on some of the notes that i took and the reason why i'm doing that is because on tuesday next week i'm going to take you back in the day into time uh, when i had this book that i bought in 2008 about uh, it was written by um, Gary Kasparov. Uh, if you do know who Kaspar, no. have you ever heard the name Kasparov? No, I haven't. Okay. Was he was once upon a time a world champion, chess champion, was grandmaster Gary Kasparov, and then he wrote a book about chess and how it mimics life. And so I'm going to take some of you on the chess journey um, next week Tuesday, and it's really bringing the elements of chess. And then putting that side by side, then you understand that um, if you're a chess player, then you should be able to approach life a lot better. If you're a chess player, you go through that cognitive nexus of art and science, of human nature, and the paraphernalia of all other things to bear when you're about to, before you make a move. So making life count really sits about the decisions we make about the moves that we make. Um, and I think if you know the track that has come to my head now, Shalama, make that move. Make that move. Remember that track? Yeah, we'll, we'll take that on the break. But here, I'm just looking at the month of August and I'm looking at the month of December. And I'm saying to myself, what will make your December, if, if I could put you on the spot as always, um, December is some, what, four months away, right? Mm. So what will make your Christmas merry? So maybe to say Merry Christmas. What do you... Merry Christmas. Yes, what would make Christmas merry for you? COVID-19 free Nigeria. One. That's you, Ify. Yes, COVID-19 free Nigeria. Free, okay. Um, free. Family, everyone together. Being together. Being Doing together. what? Just celebrating and just being thankful Celebrating for what? Christmas. Just life, life, of course, life. Okay. Yes, celebrating life. Lobato. <laughs> you finish. That is what will make Christmas merry. Yeah, All right. Merry. So you, as an individual, 
what you gave me was very generic. <laughs> so what will truly make you at the end of the day say, wow, this is one Christmas like like never before. The, by the way, nothing that um, COVID won't be there taught okay. by the grace of God. So yeah. COVID free. All right. But that will be... Mm. <laughs> Okay, that's good to think very positively. <laughs> yes. And then the family one, you always have your family oh, around boys, you. So course. it's a given. Now I'm talking specifically about Ify. Specifically about Ify. <laughs> because I'm going somewhere. Okay. I'm I'm really going to speak to folks about it's about the process of going through or the process to get what you want out of life. Hmm. So here we are in August and I'm saying to myself, I really want to have a Merry Christmas. I want to have and what does Mary mean? What does it mean? Yes, COVID-19 free. Tick. With my family, doing what? Mm. What will make it Mary? Is it just sitting around? What would, Then how are you going to have that sense of fulfillment? Yes. So many times, you know, we don't really see that now. Many of us are not thinking about it. And it creeps on us. Let me give you another example. Do you know that the closure or the not the closure, the partial closure of the third mainland hit, must have hit a lot of people in of different ways. Yes. But when did they give us the hint? Long before the closure happened. True. What did you do between the time you got the hint and the time it came to reality? Some people did not do anything. They got the information and they just put it away. It's the same way now. Christmas is down the road and you're saying, I truly want a Merry Christmas. But you're not doing anything about it. So how are you going to make that Christmas count? Hmm. There's a process to it. Now, folks did not take um, the third mainland partial closure serious until that morning. But guess what? They must have gotten to that and said, why do we have so much traffic? Why is it everywhere? What are we? What's going on? This Lagos, blah, blah, blah. And then they get to work. They say, why are you late? Third mainland. Uh, and they... Get home and the daughter says, Daddy, where's my loaf of bread? Said Third Mainland. Mm-hmm. Um, the partial closure of Third Mainland becomes a major excuse for a lot of people simply because they did not think through the process to get what they wanted out of that partial closure. You knew it was coming. We know Christmas is coming. We know it's going to be another year. I'm just using this to stage gate the process of conversations that we will have. And I just want to state here categorically that if you want to make life count, if you want to make Christmas count, there are certain things that you must start now to do. Number one, you must have clear goals, whether you like it or not. And underneath that, you know, you must prioritize. And many of us confuse goals with desires. I desire to go on a holiday. Okay, is that the same thing as a goal? The goal has to be a financial goal to fulfill the desire. But rather than that, you're living in this world that I want to have this heaven of peace. And by the way, Ify, I have this spectacular, I belong to this um, uh, luxury vacation club. If you, But you have to join, you have to come and join, um, where you will get some very fantastic deals. And um, you could imagine staying at the Palm Atlantis, I'm not... You know, um, and then at some, but it's a desire. I just yeah. see the way you so. Ooh. <laughs> so how are you going? How are you going to spend those five, six, seven nights at the Atlantis in Dubai? It's a desire. It then means you need to put something away now, so that that desire becomes a reality. The process of setting a financial goal. Say, I need to save. I make this up, hundred thousand naira a month means that certain things have to stop happening or you need to deny yourself of certain things. So if need be, you may go just buy certain substitutes and know that this is all to make that vacation worth the while. So I'm just trying to put this in context so that people see that it's not out of place when you sit back now and start saying, I want to have a Merry Christmas it is possible, but have you set the goals to make it happen? Have you prioritized? Don't confuse those goals with desires. You must decide what you really want in life by reconciling both. Because many times, people live in desire 
I desire, you desire a five-star treatment, you desire a seven-star treatment, but you've never one day thought about the goal that is going to fulfill that desire. And sometimes, people mistake the trappings of success for success itself. Now, when you see someone and say, that man is successful, what are you looking at? You're looking at the things around him. Um, today, I was at um, a certain place. I went to the passport office to to you know drop my stuff to renew my passport and a certain vip came in with the roller you know what a roller is a rolls royce phantom <laughs> he came in and he was there and then the car just just sat there and obviously now men mortals like us parked outside but this this guy or whoever he was came in with the rolls royce and what I said to myself, if he has come there, is he going to capture inside that car? Is he going to stay in that car and, you know, do his fingerprinting or the pictures? He has to come down. So, again, people mistake the trappings of success for success itself. There is no guarantee that this time next year he'll be in that Rolls Royce. Because you could be fooled by the exigencies of the now that you don't even set goals for the future. And then one other thing that we do so badly is that we always rule out every goal or some goals or a goal because we think it's unattainable. What makes you think it is unattainable? If, uh, what's his name now, Usain Bolt did not have a goal to break a record, a world record, he wouldn't have broken it. You must have a sense of that goal. So what exactly? I want to, I'm bringing it closer. I don't want to go five years. I don't want to go three years. I'm bringing it closer to December, Christmas. What exactly will make you say, truly, this is a Merry Christmas? Understand that almost nothing can stop you from succeeding. If you are flexible in your mind and then you have self-accountability. If you don't have that, then all your goals, having those clear goals, mean nothing. The second thing you must be able to do is to diagnose problems to get at their roots. This is one thing that we're not doing well or we don't do well. We do not provide the right diagnosis by going through the root cause analysis. So, for example, you have consistently been under medication or malaria, for example. You just find that the frequency is a lot more than it should. Now, the first thing anybody will say is, of course, the mosquitoes. But is it about the mosquitoes or the root cause? So, people never distinguish between proximate causes they don't distinguish between proximate cause and a root cause. So proximate cause for you in this case, maybe there's some mosquitoes are just around. Maybe something must be around. But the root cause is that your gutter that you refuse to clear is breeding ground for these mosquitoes. You don't want to clear it because you say, ah, it's government's duty. Is it the government that is having malaria? <laughs> Every day you're running to one malaquin, father queen, and mother queen. That's exactly what it means, getting to the root cause. So if December is going to have warehouse that Merry Christmas, you must get to the root causes of those problems that will make it not happen. And then when you do, you need to focus on the what is before deciding what to do about it. When I'll, when I'll use the analogy of chess next week, you'll see what I mean, you know, Every chess player knows that you don't just move any piece. You can't just move a piece because you think it's beautiful. Yeah. But the game of chess has certain strict rules and standards. Every piece has a significant mode of direction, whether forwards, backwards, sideways, diagonally, etc. But not all the pieces can move the same way, same place, same time. But one of them 
can do anything and everything. So you must focus on what is before deciding what to do about it. If you do not focus on what is, and then you just walk in and do anything, you will have yourself to blame. And this is what I'm going to say, my dear friends. You must get to a place where you recognize that knowing what someone, including you, is like will tell you what you can expect from them. When you know who you are, when you are self-aware, you will stop blaming people. You realize that the truth is you are the architect of all your problems because they emanate from the poor decisions that you have made. And decisions always come back to hound, to hunt. So in this process, to get what you want out of life, you must be very clear about your goals. You must be able to identify and not tolerate problems, but be able to diagnose these problems to get at the root causes. You have to uproot the root so that the tree doesn't come again. But many times, we take the medication for ringworm to try to cure a headache. It almost feels like the story of Nigeria is our country. We set up, we are good at committees. And one language you'll always hear is they've set up a panel to investigate. I've never seen a report published. Whether it's that, whether it's an air crash, it might be 15 years later, you just hear some finicky news somewhere. But you ask yourself, why do we behave that way? But then, insanity, as the anonymous will say, is doing the same thing over and over and expecting a different result. So these days, it's almost like when anything happens that's tragic, the governor, president, they'll all come out, we are going to investigate, the IG comes out, we'll get to the full, the full weight of the law. You wonder where the weight is coming from, whether it's mass, what kind of kilo, half kilo, one kilo, or one ton. I've never seen the full weight of the law come, because even the law itself becomes a claw. Because people can use their claws to turn the laws around to favor them. And then we have absolute indiscipline in the society. Reckless, reckless living. But if you turn around and take on these steps, guess what will happen? When you diagnose the problems to get at their root cause, then you're on the path to designing a plan. Don't go away. We'll be right back. Welcome back, friends. And uh, we are in the zone where we've been talking about um, a process to get what we want out of life. And what I did was to paint a picture of December as Christmas. What do you want out of Christmas? What do you want out of December? How would you describe a Merry Christmas? How does that come to you? And I'm saying this is the time to start, you know, setting those clear goals. You need to prioritize. You need to have a sense of what you want to do. You need to move away from um, the confusion of goals and desires, but reconcile them in your head and your heart. You also need to diagnose the problems that will stop stop you from getting to where you want to get. And the way out of it is looking at the root causes and not just treating the proximate causes. When you've done all of this so well, you now need to design a plan. You need to design a plan. The beauty about planning is that it enables you to go back before you go forward. You can't plan without looking at the rear. You can't plan without looking at antecedents. You know, even if you go watch most of these shows where you have the matadors, you'll find that the bulls, that before they charge, they, they take some step back. And even sometimes if you're in a plane, do you notice that the plane, you know, kind of just does a little bit of a shift back and then gathers that momentum and the, the power to move? So in like manner, you need to take a bit of a step back and then move forward. Then you need to understand the philosophy around outcomes. Many times when people say, this is a problem I have, that problem that you are seeing or that problem you are experiencing is an outcome 
of something. It's, it's produced by something. And what is that thing? So that is why you need to go through the process of the root cause analysis. Because when you sit back and say, this is a problem I have. I have this problem. That problem is not, it's not just photographic. There's something there. There's a back end of it because it's come to you at the front end. Then obviously, you know, you need to look at it from a back end standpoint. And one of the things I want you to understand is that in designing a plan, you need to think of your plan as being like a movie script. A movie script, if you've, you know, a lot of the movies you and I watch starts from someone stretching and visualizing the imagination. And they're able to put that down by way of a script, which they pass on to all the players and actors to act and bring out the flavor of what you and I will take. It's a fantastic movie. In like manner, what script are you writing concerning Christmas? How do you visualize that Christmas? If it's a turkey-filled Christmas, that you want to have turkey for Christmas, this is the time to put the money aside to buy a very large turkey. So you get to Christmas and say, ah, this Christmas is dry. No even if you buy chicken. Don't blame anybody. It's because you didn't plan. It's because you didn't even imagine that there was a process to get you to deliver on that which you want. It's the same thing with every facet of life. I'm using Christmas deliberately because it's close to call. And many of us can relate with that. And this is the exact way we go through a lot of things. I mean, look at this year. Eight months. Many of us are going to look at... Um, COVID has had its impact, no doubt. But like I keep saying on this program, and I keep saying to those that have, you know, are close to me or have some form of affinity, that if you take away the death factor, that is people dying, that COVID has probably been the best thing that has happened to humanity in a long time. It has helped us reset our minds. Every single individual entity, country, structure has been tested by the appearance of just one <clears throat> pandemic. Globally, I mean worldwide, everyone has felt it. Even the supposed top-rate nations of the world are still, you know, trying to find answers. Vaccine or no vaccine, it has done what it needs to do. One major item that I believe has helped us to, to some people is those things we said were impossible have become possible. I don't imagine that some corporations will say, I hear people, you can't work from home. Why would you work from home? Why would HR present a work from home policy? You people are lazy. If we had such a policy endemic in our society, especially Lagos, traffic may of necessity be less because you don't need everybody on the road. But guess what? We did not believe it would happen. Today, there are companies that are working, they don't have their staff doing five days a week or six, and they probably halved that. What has happened? It has helped them cut down on the costs. Yes, you can say the cost of that individual staying at home has increased because you consume more power. But then, like for like, you find that the growth has happened. But growth, the growth mindset will only come when you are planned for it. So we've come out of a seeming lockdown. If you are still in the lockdown, then it will be a serious, serious calamity if by December you are still locked down. This is to open the mind, this is to serving that purpose of taking those mind traps and opening them, opening the door to possibilities, opening your mind to seeing new things. And I'm saying this to you that in designing a plan for that Christmas, you need to start by writing down your plan, not just for yourself, for everyone to see. When you write down your plan, if I go to my daughter now and say to her that Christmas we will go for, let's assume, we'll travel to London to have a white Christmas. Trust me, every day from today, the day I mention it till December, my daughter will wake up in the morning, Daddy, are we still going? 
That's the kind of thing. It's it's called accountability partner. So if I don't want to do it, I will not tell her. But the minute I say it to her, trust me, from the day you say it till the day it manifests, she will continue happy on that same subject. Daddy, when are we going to London? It can be, Daddy, what are we having for Christmas? And you say, some big turkey. She will ask you, have you bought the turkey? She will ask you every day till Christmas. So is that what will make your Christmas merry? I hope you understand what I'm trying to do. I'm not, I'm just trying to give you a very simple analogy just to x-ray what I'm talking about. And it takes you to recognize that it doesn't take a lot of time to design a good plan. All it takes is just for you to imagine, visualize it, and then put it down. But how many of you actually do that? You don't. You keep it and you say, ah, this thing don't do my mind. Tay. You do your mind, they do it. In. Friends, let us start pushing through to completion. There are so many abandoned projects in our lives. Many of us are working abandoned projects. The things we are procrastinated. We are procrastinated and procrastinated. So procrastination is a thief of time, so we are told. But it's also what drives instability of character. Because you'll become a yo-yo. Your words can never become your bond. People will not trust you. That you say to them, I'll see you tomorrow. They say, I beg, nobody say they talk. Because you're used to procrastinating. And when people don't consider your word as your bond, then how do you make life count for yourself? They never would trust you. They will never trust you. Even if you tell them the very best of things, what they do, they look at the antecedents and say, as far as this person is concerned, no good thing can come out of his lips. He's always lying. He's never, he's always economic with the truth or X, Y, Z. So, it's time for us to embrace a new life. Making life count means you have to embrace a new dimension. And it means that you need to embrace with a mindset of pushing to completion. Great planners who don't execute their plans go nowhere. There are some of us that want to, that are sitting down, some are thinking, ah, I won't go, I won't go university. You said this in 2010. It's 10 years after. Ah, oh boy, I won't go invest you. At that time, you were 20. Now, you are 30. I still won't go university. Or let me make it easier. I won't relocate. 2005. You wanted, 2015, I beg your pardon. You wanted to relocate. Oh, I'm going to collect the forms. I'm going to sit and collect and, and collect this and collect that. I'm going to sit for social exam. Why? Because I want to relocate. You've not done anything. Most of all, who is actually helping you to make that decision of relocating? Is it your self-conceitedness or it is something that by divine arrangement and divine orchestration, you understand this is the will of God for you? Remember the story about David and Ziklag. Remember how he went to Ziklag. Remember he was just stepping into that place within the confines of what he thought would be an escape. Like, you know, each time I think about that account, I always remember the movie Escape from Alcatraz. That's one very... Um, if That was a prison break of our time. Okay. That was a prison break. Our own prison break. Escape from Alcatraz. Alcatraz was... Either it was Sean Connery or someone, one of those, or Jamo, one of the guys escaped from Alcatraz. You should go and watch it. That's our modern-day prison break. <laughs> See that old school? If you're my old school. No. Eh, you say no because you're close to me here. <laughs> but friends, we need to push through to completion. Great planners who don't execute their plans go nowhere. But it's important that you have a good work habit. When you have good work habits, nobody will underrate you. And then you do one thing for me. You must be able to clearly measure to ensure that you are following your plan. So if you're going to have a Merry Christmas, you desire to have a Merry Christmas, 
You desire to have a white Christmas. You desire to have a fulfilling Christmas. Each of these must mean something to you that you must be able to break down in very simplistic terms. It's a desire, but it requires certain goals. One of that or one of those will be a financial goal because there's a narrow and cobble element to it. If you decide you want to have a white Christmas, it means you're going to travel to a foreign land to be able to see some measure of snow. If you decide that you want one that is fulfilled, that you want to give so much to the poor, to the give to the less privileged, then now is the time to make the requisite plans and put those things away. If that is what is going to make you happy, is that, if that is what you want to make out of life and to make life count, you must plan. And then as you plan, you must establish the clear metrics to make certain that you are following your plan. But one thing I must tell you, friends, is that you must always remember that weaknesses don't matter if you find solutions. Nobody ever looks at a man's weakness when there's a solution. They don't. Nobody is going to. If you win the cup, look at Liverpool. They won the Premier League, right? Now, would anybody look at their flaws? No. The only time they'll look at their flaws will be when they get into some other competition and they are flogged or they are whipped. And someone is going to look at it and say, oh, they were overconfident. You begin to throw things. But I want you as an individual to start looking at the patterns of your mistakes and identify at which step in the process you typically fall. There are certain areas. Do you see? There are areas in Lagos. There are areas along this beggar where you always have consistent, over periods, period, you'll have accidents happening. They'll say, oh, a trailer has done this. That particular spot. Why? Because it is just one spot that you know things always happen. Where is that place that the container, your own container always falls off? Like we have trailers. There are specific spots in Lagos that you know where a lot of those articulated trucks always have a challenge or the other. Ever so often, whether they are oil tankers, whether they are this, whether they are that, they always happen in a year. Now, where are those places where you typically fall? One thing I want to tell you is that everyone has at least one big thing that stands in the way of their success. You need to find yours and deal with it. If you don't deal with it, you can't march on. If you march on without dealing with it, it will come back to haunt you. And this time around, when it haunts you or hounds you, make sure that you survive it. The bite may be so severe that it will take away much more with the fangs. What it takes is that as you're listening to me, as you're listening now, I want you to sit back and understand your own mental map. And one thing that you need as a factor is humility. Be humble enough to say, I need help. Be humble enough to say, for me to get to point X, for me to have a Merry Christmas, I don't want to beg this Christmas. Now is the time to set your clear goals. Now is the time to diagnose problems, to get through their root causes. Now is the time to design a plan. Now is the time to push through to completion if you have already designed the plan and at the end of the day you must understand your own and and the mental maps of others but wear one garment and it is called the garment of humility next week tuesday by god's grace i'm going to open your eyes ears heart minds hopefully when i delve into a simple game called chess chess is a game that requires every faculty to be at work. But you just sit down and wonder, 64 spaces and people are spending hours. Same way you're going to have a football game. Football is about scoring goals. What is chess all about? You'll see that the game of chess and life have a lot in common. Like I always say to my friends, there are two things that I love. 
when I watch movies, I have two types of movies that I enjoy watching. Number one, anything that has to do with the mafia. I've always loved that. I say that all the time. My best all-time movie is The Godfather. Whether it's Godfather 1, Godfather 2, 3, whichever. Godfather, Godfather. The second, I watch a lot of war-related movies. I love those ones. Why? Because the military is about discipline. It's about team. It's about leadership. It's about strategy. When you understand how to go to war, if you understand recon, reconnaissance, if you understand intelligence, if you understand what it is to be in a place without being seen, if you know what the three S's are, let me go all the way back to the Raid on Entebbe. Raid on Entebbe was a movie I watched in 1979. I was in Form 4 at Baptist Academy. I watched that movie and it has remained something in my life. That's where I learned my three S's. If you want to know about my three S's, first S, speed. Second S, surprise. And the third S, silence. The raid on Entebbe by the Israelis to take away the Amin made those three factors. And I've taken those as principles that have helped me in my life so far and in my career. Whether I'm in a board meeting, whether I'm on a board, I hold my three S's. Whether I'm commercial director, managing director, whatever director, and I'm leading a team or a set of people, I use my three S's. I am still using my three S's now. And so, on this side of the divide, outside of movies, the other thing that has helped me is a game of chess and understanding how to push my pieces. I don't push anyhow. Every single move is well thought through. And that's why there's a certain method to my madness. That said, I'm going to open the phone lines for you. If you have any comments, if you have questions, feel free to chime in. And the numbers to call are 0809-191-3913, 0809-222-0913, and 0809-234-5913. That is also our WhatsApp line, so we will take it from there. Hello. Yes, sir. Who's calling? Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. It's Oluwacho. And it's been yeah. a long time. Uh, yeah, Shem. How are you? Um, well, the reason why it was a long time is I was in the training. Okay. Welcome back. Adding value to myself. Adding value to Nigeria. No, we, are, we have not gotten the value yet. <laughs> Don't. That's 419. You're <laughs> okay. adding value to yourself. Of the value right now. Then you produce. The GDP will add value to Nigeria. Okay. Thank um, you. One of the things we learned in training was this, the Awukot analysis. Yes. Asking why. Yeah. Five whys, actually. Yeah. Why is this? Why is this? Why is this? Why is this? And to get the real reason why. Yeah. Unfortunately for many of us in Nigeria, after we ask the why, we loaded confirmation biases. Mm. Our mental mind models that will make us move forward. Why is that? <laughs> okay, so when we look at that, that we really don't get the benefit of what we are doing. Even okay. they've asked questions, we did the right questions. Did mm. you get the right answers for whatever you have done? Yeah. If you do that, you will get. This is what I'm going to do, and you will move faster. Your three is coming out. So then finally, also the other thing to it is, I'm reading Mafia Manager. I've had the book for a very long time. The what? The Mafia Manager. Okay, the Mafia Manager. And it says so many things that we are seeing now. Strategy, strategy, strategy. Talk yeah. less, act more. The okay. examples of what you want people to model. Yeah. When you do that, you will see that even the people that are following you will do exactly what you want without being told to do. Absolutely. They will be more committed to the organization because you have shown an example. You have led and done exactly what you want them to do. They will give their all to the organization you are leading. Even yeah. if it's the math mafia, as you said. And so master is really an organization on his own. And usually larger than what people think. Thank you, Shem. We have to get a Thank model you. in our head that Nigeria can uh, succeed by our own actions and our own um, best way of doing things. Thank you very much, Thank you. Yeah. Thank you very much. Lagos Talks. Good afternoon, Nebuka. Uh, good afternoon, Nebuka. Good afternoon, sir. Yeah, what's up? Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Okay. Yeah, the topic of today, making life count. If life or if wishes you have to be roses, huh? I don't give it. If, if, hey, Buka, that now you own, that is for me, Olumbe. 
No, nah, man. If wishes, no, I want to get in. If if wishes, like wish, no, you have eh? to be roses. The hand were to be roses. I forgot to be few one. Oh, you see, I'm told you, this now, man. That, that, that's to say, procrastination, it's press. procrastination has to be something. For them, do so many things in this life. Yeah. So at the end of the day, we have to start from somewhere. Yeah, so that is the thing. Thank you, Lagos Talks, good afternoon. Um, hello, good afternoon, sir. Yes, good afternoon, sir. Who's calling? This is this is Val. This is Val. Hey Val, how are you doing? Um fine, thank you. I uh, I'm really speechless. I just want to thank you. Especially for this um SSS that you just mentioned. Hmm. We've learned a lot and I'll be waiting to hear more next week. Thank you so much. I'm thank really speechless. Thank you, Val. Thank you. Lagos Talks, good afternoon. Lagos Talks, good afternoon. Good afternoon, sir. Good afternoon, sir. Who's calling? Yeah, yeah this is Kennedy. Kennedy. Yes, Kennedy. Yes. Uh, I just want to say I really appreciate the good work you are doing. In fact, I'm one person that I've never missed the program, even though I've not been oh, so having the opportunity to call. Thank you. Thank but you. I make sure I take down everything you've been saying. You have been a blessing to so many of us. Thank Some you. of the things we think we cannot do in life, or we are trying to see impossibilities, we have been able to make it a bit easier and simpler for us to follow. And I say God bless you, Michael, for that. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you very much, Kennedy. Lagos Talks, good afternoon. Sorry. Lagos Talks, good afternoon. Hello. Don't worry, guys. Keep trying. Um, these things happen. Uh, the numbers to call again, 0809-191-3913, Lagos Talks? Hello, Uncle ID. Yes, sir. Uh, who's calling? This Abe calling from Lekki. Abe from Lekki. The big boy. <laughs> I, I'm confess, I just want to say thank you for the your program has always been a source of life to me, I must confess. Thank you. Thank uh, because I, I also talk to people as well in with some guys. And every time I listen to your program, I just felt like, wow, this is so, there's something more. There's always more. Uh, the program today has really, as I am right now, I'm feeling very emotional because I'm just around the edge of what you spoke about today. Wow. As in, um, but um, with what you've said today, I think I'm going to pull myself back up again and um, Please do. start doing the needful. Thank you, Abby. And truly, yeah. you'll make it. All right? So this is from a listener of Adewale saying... Uh, Mr. Idi, please, what's the connection between material possession and success? What is the connection? Between Be- material possession and success. There's no connection. I mean, material possession is a desire. You just want to acquire, acquire, acquire. That doesn't mean you're successful. Mm. It means you're greedy. It means you're covetous. You want to grab, grab, grab. And that's where most of us sit. And that's where most of our leaders they keep grabbing, grabbing. And they don't know that it's actually more blessed to give than to receive. Uh, this is from um, from Baba Tunde, I believe, <laughs> saying, Uncle ID, good afternoon. You're a Baba blessing Tunde. to this generation. If you all done for supporting Uncle ID. Yeah, she's um, my boss. <laughs> and he's saying, I've learned a lot from Uncle ID. My Tuesday and Thursdays are incomplete without listening to this program. Today's topic is amazing. Setting a goal. Decide what you need in life. Diagnose a problem. Embrace a new life dimension. And then he says, Uncle I.D., your president's ambition will come to reality. <laughs> I'm ready to use all my resources to support you. And I Thank believe you. a lot of the youths are ready to support as well. If he's not ready to support uh-uh, me, so... Said, even before Babatim Day. I mean, sit down. I mean, they are ready. Dear call. <laughs> This oh is Lord. coming from this Thank you, Uncle Idi. Your program always brings freshness to Who's me. Who's that? What did he call the name? He didn't mention his oh, name. Oh, he didn't. Okay. Um, he said, your program always brings freshness to me. I hope to meet you someday. By his this grace. one is from Uwem Udom saying, okay. good afternoon, Uncle Idi. I would like to ask, what three books have you read that made the most impact oh, my. on you? That would be tough. Oof. What three books? I love to think very deeply. Okay, wow. so whilst you think, oh, be nice. And good afternoon, Mr. Heidi. Thank you for your teaching today. Please, sir, what are the three S's that you mentioned? Speed, surprise, silence. 
speed, surprise, and silence. And Abi asked that same question, so you've answered that already. Yeah, three S's. I mean, friends, it was from a movie. So many of you watch movies. I don't know what you take out of it. I watch movies and I take things that I are principles in it because there's true. something behind the mind of the person that created it. Mm-hmm. He's looking to. So when I watched the raid on Entebbe, and I saw it, I mean, how Israelis went in to capture all of the guys there, their own people. Boy, there was speed, it was surprise. And they executed in silence. And that way, it has helped me navigate through life. Because not everything that I see that I probably talk about, silence can be very golden. And when you want to move in, you move in with majestic speed. Just like a lion. This is from Emmanuel saying, Uncle Heidi, thanks for impacting good things and ideas to us all. Thank you, Emmanuel. Uh, this is coming from Sylvester saying, thank you, Uncle ID. I have my alarm set on 3 p.m. Tuesdays and Thursdays. God bless you, sir. Thank you. God bless you, too. Ah, Now, this book, okay. Sorry, before yeah, you please go carry ahead. on. Um, um, this is from Anne on Twitter saying, good afternoon, Uncle ID. Thank you afternoon. so much for today's talk. I've learned so much, especially the three S's, speed, surprise, and silence. Thank you, Uncle Idi, and thank you, Ifi. Thank you so much. Uh, Ifi, this is very tough. You know, to get three books, I want to look at three times, three segments of my life, and mm. then mm, the books that um, that I've read. Okay, now let me be. Let me go very spiritual. Yeah. Mm-hmm. One one book that is forever settled that I read so much to to not all the time. Oh. It's the Bible. Uh, that's an all time for me. There are a lot of principles in there about that's life in itself. So mm, that's yes, number one. Then growing up as a young manager, one book I really look back um, was Who Moved My Cheese by Spencer Johnson. That was when I was a junior to middle. Ah, I just started. It was my 20s. I read that book. And then, okay, when I became... Um, a middle to senior executive, good to great by Jim Collins. So I'm I'm telling you one all time all time high cuts across from cradle to where I am, and then the other um, when I started my career, who moved my cheese by Spencer Johnson, and the last but not the least, when I stepped into leadership role, um, good to great was one book that you know helped me move through understanding what disciplined thought, disciplined action, and transformation is all about, and what leadership is, what is required of a leader, and what leadership brings to the table. Uh, Some other time I can give you, it's really very situational, and it's compartmentalized in almost three decades of um, my my work life. So it's very tough to come out and say, hey, these three books I've hit. um, Next week I'm going to talk to you about you know Gary Kasparov. It was it was a book I read. I bought in Johannesburg in two thousand and eight, and I read it and I took out some principles there. Even as a chess player, I just realized that there's some close affinity between life and playing chess, hmm. just like golf. All right, this is coming from Shagun saying I find most of your teachings um, applicable in real life situation. For example, explain how airplane reversing and forward thrusting. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's wow. This must be someone that has listened yes. a long while. Yeah. Reverse trust. This is I, coming yeah. from Oye saying, Uncle ID, I love listening to your tutorials every Tuesday and Thursday. Thank you, Oye. This is coming from Alex saying, Good afternoon, Uncle ID. Thanks for the refreshing topic. As always, God bless you. I wish I meet you before getting into Aserok. <laughs> <laughs> I like that, Alex. People should not let politicians start dangling. Oh They'll bring goodness. a flag to my house and say I should carry all this of them. It's one party, <laughs> if it's party. That's my party. Yeah, I'm in one. midday show now. This is the only party okay, I know. Ah, which other party? <laughs> This is from Ngozi saying good afternoon, Uncle Idea. And Ify, yes, thank you so much for today's charge to be deliberate in whatever we need to achieve between now and December and going yeah. forward. Amen. Thank you. Okay. Well, thank you so much, friends. I am indeed grateful. You know, without 
um, without really trying to be, uh, I don't know what word to use, but English fails me at that time. If I was to use my, my native language, a lot of you would take cover. Or you'll take cover because I don't know why people always uh, take cover, um, including Ify. She she wants to laugh, so I'll not give her the benefit of laughter today. I'll deny her the benefit of laughter. And um, to say I'm truly humbled by your comments, one of the things that you guys would do for me, everything that you've heard, please go do it. Just, you know, push for completion. And you'll become that candle that others will see to light up their own. When the candle of hope begins to radiate this country, will bring hope back. It's not dependent on the government. It's one candle lighting another. And faith, hope, grace, all are guideposts. I want to leave with this simple, you know, um, simple point. I I read, I have the book uh, from first, from third to first by Lee Kuan Yew. I also watched a simple clip of a video that talked about the the change and the transformation that came to the nation uh, called Singapore. And there were three simple words. M-P-H. The M, the M there stands for meritocracy. The P stands for pragmatism. And the H stands for honesty. The M-P-H is what transformed Singapore, where meritocracy ruled. It wasn't about tribe, tongue, religion, brothertocracy or sistertocracy or cousintocracy. It was whoever is best suited for this space should be there. I don't care whether it's from the north, northwest, north south, north central, south north, whatever, never mattered. Meritocracy, pragmatism, Bringing varied thoughts to the table and not a one-size-fits-all. And most of all, honesty. Friends, Nigeria will surely will rise again and it will be changed for good. You and I should go around practicing these three things and we'll begin this vanguard of the change that we truly desire. Thank you so much. I'll be back. Enjoy your weekend. We'll be back next week, Tuesday, by God's grace. Same station, same time with our Radio Butterfly. God bless you all.